This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast. I'm Deanna Bartolini. I'm very happy to be with you today to talk about a great saint of the Catholic Church, St. Teresa of Avila, also known as St. Teresa of Jesus. Her feast day is October 14th. Let's just talk a little bit about her, and then I'm going to talk about a prayer of hers that I think is so applicable and necessary during this time of confusion and difficulty that we are facing in our world, in particular in our country today. So St. Teresa was born in 1515, and she died in 1582. She was canonized a saint in 1622, and in 1970, she was made a doctor of the church by Pope Paul VI. So she is only one of four women doctors, and that is a place of great pride and admiration that we should have for her, because what it tells us is that her work and her writings and her teachings have withstood the test of time. And so they have something to say to us today, just as they did have something to say to the people of her time in the 1500s. So what is so amazing about St. Teresa of Avila? Well, briefly, she was a nun. She entered the Carmelite convent uh, in 1535. And there was some difficulty in her mind whether she should become a married woman or she should enter the convent. She loved parties and pretty clothes and having a good time, but she also saw many difficult marriages and she thought maybe that going into the convent, she would escape some of those difficulties. And Also, she felt that she personally was prone to very sinful ways, and so that going into the convent would help alleviate the temptations of those sinful sinful ways. However, that was not 100% the case of what happened. At that time, the Carmelite order uh, subsisted not on uh, donations, as is somewhat typical of convents today or monasteries or cloisters, but rather on cultivating long-standing relationships with donors who were willing to give a lot of money. And so in a sense, they they sponsored the, the convents. And I know that sounds similar to donations, but it was more of a, if, if the nuns were willing to, you know, be kind and generous towards the donors, then the donors would give them donations. And it was very much a um, quid pro quo situation, rather than donating out of love, care and concern. So the, this didn't sit well with with Teresa. And she struggled in the convent, just as she probably would have in married life as well. 
But at some point, she had a bit of a, a conversion, um, probably the 1558, 59. And at that time, she realized that the life she was living and those of the other nuns in these convents had gotten very far away from their original, uh, uh, the way they were supposed to live, which was really focused on theological poverty and relying on God's providence. And so she decided that she wanted to convert and, and really go back to having the Carmelites going back to this idea of existing with public charity, public alms, and living in the vow of poverty. And so she founded a convent um, named St. Joseph. The first convent she founded was in 1562, and she did this with the permission of Pope Pius IV. And things were going well, and she was asked by the Carmelite order to f- to found more convents, and so she founded 16 other convents throughout Spain. However, she ran into trouble. As is often the case, you have a woman, she was a mystic, she was a contemplative, but she was also a woman of, of action. So she believed steadfastly in prayer, but she also believed in action. And so she was a little bit threatening, right? You could understand that. Uh, Strong, intelligent women are at times threatening. And so she ran into trouble because the, the regular Carmelite order, so they were called the mitigated or calced, which means literally shod as in they wore shoes. And the order that uh, St. Teresa was working with was the primitive or discalced in that they didn't wear shoes. So shoes, obviously being that symbol of material poverty that Teresa was looking for, whereas the other group was not. And basically, Teresa lost the fight. And she was told to retire to a convent in Castile in Spain, and to stop working at reforming the convents and reforming the Carmelite order. A couple of years later, in 1579, King Philip II of Spain, who admired Teresa of Avila, knew her, and really thought she was doing the right thing, worked out a plan that the discalced or primitive order of the Carmelites could be given an independent rule from the mitigated or calced Carmelites. And in, and that was eventually confirmed by Pope Gregory the Thirteenth in 1580. And after that, Teresa again went out and worked and worked and worked. However, by this time, she was um, almost 60 years old and she became sick just from doing too much in all sorts of weather, a lot of traveling difficulties, all of that, and she died two years later. She died in 1582. So what does this tell us? She was a great woman who trusted in God. She went through periods where she found she could not pray, 
And then when she finally had a, a conversion experience within her time in the convent, she was really able not only to turn her own spiritual life around, but to turn around and reform the Carmelite order. And this is an amazing thing that she was able to do. Uh, she has one of her books is called uh, Interior Castle. It's a it's an interesting book to read. I have not, in all honesty, been able to get through it all. I find it a little bit challenging, but she has some beautiful prayers, and this prayer is one that I want to focus on now. It is called, uh, rather, it's not called. Excuse me. It is the prayer is this. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things pass away. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. He who has God finds he lacks nothing. God alone suffices. And of course, I will drop that uh, prayer into the show notes. But just looking at that a little bit line by line, let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things pass away. God never changes. God is the same today, yesterday, tomorrow, forever. He is always with us. He is always with us, protecting us, guiding us by our side, doing what is best for us. And then she further says, patience obtains all things. And by all accounts, she wasn't always the most patient of persons. But she knew that patience is really the order in, that we need in ourselves so that we are able to lead others to Jesus. And then she says, he who has God finds he lacks nothing. God alone suffices. God alone suffices. We don't need the latest iPhone or tablet or car or television we don't need the latest romance novel. What we need is God. And when we have him, we don't lack anything because he is going to give us peace. He's going to give us joy and he's going to help us always and be there with us. Another reason why I chose to talk about Teresa of Avila is that she is the patron saint of headache sufferers. So if you suffer from headaches, and I think right now, since I'm speaking during this pandemic, and it's also pre-election season, and the holidays are coming, I think some of us might be experiencing some headaches. And so what a wonderful woman to turn to in our time of need and ask for her intercession for our headaches, however big or small they might be. So for our not lukewarm challenge, I bet if you've been listening to this podcast for a few times, you already know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, just to be 100% certain. When you are feeling overwhelmed, when you are feeling that the world is against you and that you don't know what to do next, I want you to take a deep breath and I want you to pray this prayer of St. Teresa of Avila. So you pray that prayer, praying that nothing will get to you and remembering that God alone will suffice for all your needs. 
So I challenge you to do that this week as you go through your days. Just a couple of brief commercials. Commercial number one, uh, please, if you like this podcast, it would be of a great favor to me if you would leave a review wherever you listen to it, in particular on iTunes. That would be awesome and amazing, and I'd greatly appreciate it. And secondly, the uh, Catholic Mom Summit is going on November 13, 14, and 15. So I'd like you to invite you all to register. And actually now, if you go to the registration page, you will not only see the speakers, but you will see the topics. And you'll see that while many of them apply to moms, many of them would be great talks for all of us to listen to, men and women. Um, All the talks are given by women, so women might enjoy them a little bit more. But nonetheless, take a look at those talks and topics um, and see if there's something that might be of interest to you and go ahead and register. It's all free. It's all online. And you can watch the videos at your leisure. And there's some great speakers and none of the talks. It's my understanding that none of the talks are more than a half an hour long. There'll be some great freebies and downloads as well. So have a great week. Ask for St. Teresa of Avila's intercession if you get a headache. And go ahead and pray this prayer. Let nothing disturb you whenever you are feeling disturbed. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at MediaAngels.com.